I spent the last three years learning from some of the most ingenious mergers and acquisition specialists around. And now I've decided to take the leap into buying businesses. The real questions are how will I do it? How much of the behind the scenes can we really show? And how can business owners like you maximize their purchase price and build generational wealth? This show is going to give you the answers. Join me and follow along as I share mine and other stories as we buy, sell, or merge healthcare businesses and physical therapy practices. I'm Dave Kittle, and this is The Dave Kittle Show. Hey, in this episode, we are going to talk about what my team, the Fieldmaker Group, what are we doing currently and what are we learning? Again, I'm Dave Kittle, physical therapist and the owner of Concierge Pain Relief Home Physical Therapy in New York City, and also the CEO of the Fieldmaker Group, where we are currently speaking with practice owners, physical therapy business owners, and other owners of healthcare businesses in New York and New Jersey about helping them potentially acquire their practice so that they can step away and do the next thing that they want to do in their lives. So currently, in regards to what are we currently doing, we're speaking to practice owners that are either interested or somewhat interested somewhere along the continuum of exiting and uh, taking the next step and the next chapter of their life, whatever that might be. And uh, what we're doing is one of the components is because every practice owner is different. Everyone has different goals about what they want to do next. What we're currently doing is we're helping them develop a succession plan and an exit strategy. And what that kind of means is, again, it kind of means something different to everyone because some owners are maybe in their 40s or 50s. Some owners are in their 60s, 70s, and 80s. So obviously, in terms of the next step or the next chapter in their lives, sometimes it can look drastically different in regards to what they want to do next after stepping away. And in some cases, they are looking to hand over the administrative burdens, the HR, the hiring and the firing, the employee demands. They want to step away from that. They want to have us potentially help them with that. And then they can continue to treat patients at, at a schedule that they want. That's one thing that we're speaking to practice owners about. And we're actually pretty flexible. We've heard from practice owners that are or have in the past spoken to some of the bigger corporates, the bigger guys that have 25 locations or more. And what we found is that those bigger guys have a cookie cutter approach that is kind of like they're going to dictate the happenings and, and the proceedings moving forward in regards to how that practice owner interacts and, and still is involved in that practice. So, for example, we're speaking to one practice owner who he had a deal fall through with a bigger corporate about uh, one or two years ago. And that uh, bigger corporate group, a physical therapy practice group, they wanted this practice owner to stay on and work for 35 or 40 hours a week. And, and I completely understand why, because they would want the owner who who is there on site to kind of be like the the supervision and help with just the transition and make it very stable for the big corporate group. So I get why a core group would want a practice owner to stick around like that. The one caveat with this practice owner is this, this individual currently is only treating patients one day a week in the office. So he's, he, this individual is only in the office one day a week. And in order to exit, sell, you know, take his practice and, and sell it to this bigger corporate group, that corporate group said our, you know, among the many terms, one of the terms is that we need you to work 35 to 40 hours a week. And for that practice owner, it's a no-go. Uh, he's not interested in that specifically. So that's where we can come in because we're a, a little bit of a smaller dynamic group. So we can be a little bit more flexible 
we can be a little bit more dynamic in regards to um, whatever the practice owner prefers, we can be a little bit more adaptable to that. So for example, this individual, we said, hey, like, if you want to continue to just treat patients one day a week, great, that's fine. Like, we'll have someone from our team help do what the bigger corporate groups wanted to have that owner do, which is kind of have the the day-to-day eyes on the practice, being inside the office. So that's one thing that we're doing in regards to speaking to practice owners, developing a succession plan and exit strategy. And those, the components of this succession plan is to understand where that practice owner is and what their needs and wants are, what are their preferences. And like I said, we can be a little bit more dynamic and flexible. And so our approach when we're speaking to practice owners, right now we're speaking to practice owners in mostly in New York, Metro, New York City, and New Jersey. We are letting them know, we want to hear their their needs and their wants and their preferences. And we will let them know, hey, you give us your top preferences and we will let you know if we can do that. And we'll, we'll never go back on our word. We will never change as we get close to the, the close or if we get close to completing this transaction. We will never revert back on our word and say, you know what, actually, we do need you to work 35 to 40 hours a week, even though we agreed that you would only work one day a week or whatever the amount of hours or or days per week. There's some owners that are looking to continue to treat after a potential sale to someone like us or, or another entity. There's other practice owners that are, that we're speaking with that are not treating at all, which is great because then the, the practice is obviously independent of them. So that's very, it's even more valuable because they're not tied to the day-to-day operations of fulfilling and completing the service of, for in this example, uh, completing and, and delivering the physical therapy services. So that individual happens to prefer to be able to just pop in and visit the office currently. And this individual also requests and asked if they would be able to do the same type of thing in the transition as we transition from this individual owning the practice to potentially us owning the practice. And we said, absolutely. Now, when I say the word transition, that's another thing in regards to this episode. What are we doing? What are we learning? One thing that we're learning is that we're having to have kind of an educational process for some of these owners because many of these owners, this is the first time that they're selling their business, selling any business. And just like anything, they are going to have to learn a lot of new jargon, new terminology, understand different steps along the process. And so that was, that's what we're doing. That That's another thing we're explaining to owners about is that they, for example, they might have a broker already or they might not. And one thing that we're learning is that owners do not necessarily need a broker. Um, it really depends on their, you know, maybe their business acumen. It depends on who their advisors are. It depends on how... Um, comfortable they feel utilizing their current lawyer or an accountant, or they might use some M&A professional. What we're learning is that some practice owners already have a broker. Sometimes we make contact with a practice owner, then they get a broker three months later. At the same time, we're speaking to a couple of practice owners that do not have a broker at all, and they're leading the, the negotiations from their side, which is totally fine. And is great, there's pros and cons to all of this. One thing is that Brokers are typically going to take a, a five or seven or ten percent cut of the total purchase price. Um, that's a whole other conversation for another episode. But the one thing that we're learning that's that's really big is that as a practice owner, if you're listening to this, 
you do not necessarily need a broker. It really depends. Like, again, it depends on your ability to negotiate. It depends on your confidence with those types of things. So as a practice owner, how were you with negotiating previous lease terms? As a practice owner, how are you or how have you been with negotiating uh, changes in salary or compensation or hiring new employees that are looking to negotiate or current employees that are looking to negotiate and get some type of uh, performance pay or a higher uh, a bonus or a higher salary, something like that. So how are you in those dynamics and those situations? Do you feel uneasy? Do you feel like you get steamrolled? If that's the case, then you probably would want to get a broker. However, if you typically feel confident, strong, firm, and you feel like you're able to have all of those types of conversations in the business world and physical therapy world or healthcare in general, but any business setting, some of those interactions around money and compensation or lease terms and speaking to a landlord or speaking to a, a supplier that's trying to sell you a medical device or something like that. How are you in those interactions in those situations? If you feel comfortable in those situations, if you usually understand the give and take and the, the two-way street there, then you're a practice owner that probably does not need a broker. And that's one way around it. Another way is to speak to other practice owners or other colleagues that have, might have sold their practices or their businesses in the past. Maybe it's someone outside of healthcare or outside of physical therapy. Maybe they sold you know, their, their business and their business is totally unrelated to healthcare. Maybe it's HVAC or a plumbing business or uh, some type of um, another service-based business, for example. Maybe it's an IT business. But you could speak to that individual and, and ask them questions about how the process went. And from that, you could probably glean a lot of information and use it yourself and then save yourself the, the 10% of the purchase price. So if you sell your practice for a million-dollar purchase price, $100,000 is going to be going to that broker. So you really need to make sure that that individual, that broker is going to really work for you, be responsive, get on Zoom calls, get on FaceTime or, or phone calls with potential buyers like us or other buyers, um, making sure that they're uh, advocating for you for the, the best possible deal terms that you're looking for. But again, the one big thing that we're learning is that you do not necessarily need a broker. Uh, like I said, owners can negotiate their the entire deal Another thing real quick, last thing before we sign off is that many owners don't understand the value of their business. So there are common multiples and there are common structures in regards to how do we value a healthcare practice? How do you value any service-based business? And the smaller the business, or if it's one location, then the smaller, the lower the multiple of net profits, which is approximately a term called EBITDA. So many businesses in the mergers and acquisition space are typically valued at some multiple of EBITDA. And in terms of valuing that, many owners don't understand that or don't overlook it. And what they do is they'll say that they want a number for their business that has more to do with their safe and comfortable retirement. Like for example, a million dollars or $2 million. And they think how much money that they would need to live on uh, per month for X amount of years. And that's how a lot of practice owners and business owners that we're speaking with, that's typically how they value their business, which is, I get it, but it's not the, the scientific way. The scientific way is your business is really worth whatever the market is willing to potentially pay for that business. And if a physical therapy company, let's say, has three or more locations, then their multiple would probably be higher than a 3x EBITDA. 
and it might be closer to the three to five range, or maybe as there's more offices, maybe to the five to eight multiple of EBITDA. If it's a solo physical therapy practice with, let's say, three physical therapists in the office treating patients, then it might be in the ballpark of about a 3x multiple on EBITDA, or approximately on the net profit at the end of the year, times three, that would be the value of the, the practice. So let's just say if the practice is doing $1 million in top line revenue per year, and the bottom line net profits at the end of the year is 250K times three, if the net profit, and, and there's a slightly different calculation between net profits and EBITDA, but they're in the same ballpark. So if you just say the, the EBITDA is 250K for that year times three, $750,000 potentially as a purchase price for a business that's doing 1 million in revenue, taking home about 250 grand net income as profits per year times three, that's approximately a ballpark for one physical therapy office that has multiple physical therapists. Now, if there's less physical therapists or if the physical therapy services are tied around the owner, the owner's still treating a lot of patients, then it actually becomes less valuable. Maybe it's 1x or 2x EBITDA because it's still operated and revolving around the practice owner. We are definitely looking for practices that are where the owner is hands-off or hardly treating or not treating too much and has already built a lot of the team and the processes and all of that. So that's it for right now. That's what we wanted to cover on this episode in terms of us at the Fieldmaker Group. What are we doing and what are we learning? Hopefully from that, if you're a practice owner and you're listening, then you're also learning a couple of these new techniques and strategies as well, learning about the process, some of the terminology, and some of the steps in this continuum of the potential transaction. If you're looking uh, for more information, go ahead and rate, review, and subscribe. If you're on YouTube, go ahead and hit the subscribe button. You'll get notified of next the next couple of videos that are similar to this. And like I said, in the near future, we're going to be interviewing attorneys, lawyers, M&A advisors, brokers. We're going to be actually interviewing. And we have already interviewed a few practice owners that have sold their practices, physical therapy practice owners. And they're going to give you a lot of details about their transaction, what happened, what they liked about the process, what they didn't like about the process. We have practice owners where we already recorded episodes where they're talking about their negotiations, how the negotiations went. Did they have a broker or not? How did their due diligence go? The due diligence is very uh, a lot more time consuming. We're talking about looking at your bank statements, looking at your receivables, looking at basically every uh, dollar of inflow and outflow of your business, looking at all of your tax returns and all of your financials. This is just the nature of what is needed in terms of the steps and the processes to potentially exit and sell your practice. So that is it for right now. Again, I'm Dave Kittle the physical therapist and the owner of Concierge Pain Relief in New York City, Concierge Pain Relief Home Physical Therapy. And I'm also the CEO of the Fieldmaker Group. If you're a practice owner, you can reach out to us anytime if you're interested in speaking about even high level, the possibility, even just the possibility of potentially selling if you're interested. So you can reach out to me at any point. You can email me dave at conciergepainrelief.com. And you can find me all over the internet. If you just Google my name, Dave Kittle, you should be able to find me. And and reach out to me. You can find me on LinkedIn. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, whichever platform you prefer. And you can also call me at any point, 646-781-8884. Hey, it's Dave Kittle. Are you a healthcare business owner or physical therapy practice owner who is looking to figure out your succession plan or exit strategy? We might be able to help. 
And in fact, we may be interested in acquiring your practice. If you're interested, you can reach out to me. Shoot me an email at dave at conciergepainrelief.com. That's D-A-V-E at C-O-N-C-I-E-R-G-E, painrelief.com. Or you can call me at any time, 646-781-8884.